Hello and welcome to the Ark & Co podcast. My name is Matthew Yassin, a director in the Structured Finance team. Hello, I'm Andrew Robinson. I'm CEO of Ark & Co. The team here at Ark & Co thought we'd put together a podcast to illustrate the thoughts and feelings that are going through the commercial finance world today. What we'd like to achieve is get to understand better some industry figureheads and get to know their journey that they've been on over the last 10 to 15 years. And secondly, we'd like to understand where the industry is going in education of the next generation in the financial services sector. And conclusively, we'd like you to rate, review and subscribe and tell all your colleagues as this will help us spread the message that we want and educate others. And most important of all, please enjoy listening to Andrew and I talk about the financial world. Hi, and welcome to the Ark & Co podcast. Uh, I'm here with Joe Haywood, Chief Credit Officer at uh, PropFin. Joe, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Thank you very much for being with us. Uh, today, we're going to talk uh, to Joe regarding the PropFin story. Uh, we're going to cover yep. the background of PropFin, what their key objectives are, um, how they're approaching development finance from a quite different perspective in comparison to the other uh, lenders out there in the market, uh, and what their plans are going forward. So, Joe, for the benefit of those who don't already know PropFin, could you talk to us about the background and the story of? Yes, absolutely. So PropFin was founded back in 2016, um, and the, the concept of providing the development finance was a sort of brainchild of, of, one, of one of our founders. Um, he, he actually runs a construction business, um, you know, is part of a very wealthy family who had historically not needed to raise finance at all. Um, when he found himself in a position where they, they did want to raise finance to, you know, to expand, they actually found it very difficult, difficult to navigate the market, find the right brokers and partners. Um, and they came up with this concept of actually utilising some of their own funds to provide that facility for, for smaller developers and help them grow. Um, so that was the original concept. We then found each other, you know, the, the rest of the management team um, and myself um, and, and teamed up together. So what we thought about was, well, what, you know, what can we bring to the party to make that work? His, his initial um, idea was to do it through crowdfunding. Um, we actually thought, you know, it would be better to raise institutional funding, set up a um, regulated type business, albeit we're not regulated, but with the right governance and control so that we could go out, utilise our, our skills and actually raise that institutional funding. Um, and one of the key things for that was just to give certainty of funding. So you're not, you don't have that volatility of, of raising crowdfunding. And also in terms of the way that we've managed to negotiate our funding lines, um, we have a lot of flexibility and autonomy within there so that we're not having to go up and um, get credit approval externally. Yeah. Committed all the credit time. facilities are key, I think, especially in this market, right? Absolutely. And that, that also enables us to provide committed facilities to, to our developers so that they have that certainty of funding as well throughout the build, you know, and don't have the risk of, um, that comes with an on-demand facility where it can be pulled at any time. Yes, absolutely. And it also allows uh, us as brokers, uh, when we're looking at potential funding partners for our developers, uh, assurance of, of funds, knowing that it's going to be uh, funded all the way through as planned. Um, as with crowdfunders uh, and other types of lending structures, uh, it can be quite difficult. So yeah. that's interesting to hear that. That, that was one of the key, key points. Yeah. And I suppose the other sort of um, 
key things to bring out about sort of propfin philosophy and, and, and where we come from is, um, you know, we thought about, okay, so that's, that's the funding model. Now, how can we use technology and efficiency to really just simplify and shorten the process for people, you know, make it easier to, to raise the finance, you know, get, get the deals completed um, and, you know, just being com completely transparent and, and open um, about exactly what, you know, what's involved, what the borrowers need to deliver, um, you know, how we will operate. And we just try and, you know, our business model makes us get all of that out up front as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, simplify is a, a good word, especially when it's attributed to a, a financial um, inquiry. And I guess, you know, anything that's straightforward and transparent um, is good. Uh, how has the market welcomed you uh, into uh, into this sector how have you found it over the yeah, last couple of years very well i mean as i said so we, we started trading in 2016 we, we spent probably the first six months getting set up in terms of you know documenting our processes and policies um you know going through um due diligence with various funders um before we you know got, got all that finalized um and we wanted to make sure you know, we were really ready to hit hit the ground running once we did fund our first loan in um, 2017. So, I mean, what we did obviously was reach out to brokers, including yourselves, um, you know, and, and selling the story was was really well received. Um, it, you know, we've grown exponentially over those three years, um, large, you know, largely through the relationships that we've built up. And as we've brought in salespeople, they've had um, they've had their own relationships and we've built on those. Um, but I guess the important thing is, you know, we haven't really marketed or done any kind of sort of mass uh, mass marketing in, in a sort of anonymous way. We've, we've, we've really just approached people directly, talked them through our product, you know, shown them, shown them our systems, how we operate, just so that, you know, brokers can see. You can all see exactly kind of how how we go through our processes, what's going on. Um, and, you know, hopefully that assists with your understanding of, you know, how long things take and what we need to do and, and why we're asking for certain things. Um, so I'd say, yeah, we've, we've, we've been well received. We've, we've grown very quickly, quite easily. Um, but the key is actually, you know, getting in front of people, sitting down and talking them through that way. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, as more and more people are returning back to the office now, um, being uh, part of that meeting, uh, being able to meet people face to face and understanding what their objectives are uh, is very important. I, uh, I quite like the work, your entrance into the market. Uh, it was uh, very quiet, very sort of discreet, but yeah. effective nevertheless. Uh, and the deals that I've seen uh, cross the line are, 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 pretty, uh, are pretty good and are pretty streamlined. Um, what are the key business objectives of, of, of PropFin in this current market? Because obviously having uh, a couple of years of trading behind you now, um, things are looking good. Um, you know, objectives for, for today and perhaps tomorrow, if you can, uh, if you can talk me through those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, really, we're, we're looking to be the development funder of choice. Um, is you know, is a very simple but ambitious objective, I think, um, and that's both with brokers and um, you know developers themselves, where we where we we build those key relationships, you know, b between us all, and, and and they want to come back to us as well. Um, so, I guess in terms of our sort of shorter term objectives to achieve that, it's all about delivering a high level of service. Um, that efficiency that I alluded to earlier, um, you know, the flexibility that I think we're going to go into some more detail on um, 
later on. And again, that, that transparency, it's, it's, it's about open communications. Um, you know, we, we kind of set out wanting to change the industry. <laughs> um, you know, and we still, we, have, <laughs> we still have those world domination goals. Um, but really, when I say change the industry, it's just making it easier to navigate, you know, providing a simple product. Like we have two products, they're bridging and development. Pretty much everything in property finance fits into one of those two. <laughs> well, um, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, unless you're getting on to, you know, to investment territory, which is obviously a different, uh, you know, a different offering. Mm. Um, but we do see a lot of products out there, um, a lot of complexity, um, frankly, some opaque pricing, shall we say. Um, you know, and as I said, we we're very transparent about our pricing. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we we'll always share with you what what our sort of yield hurdles are, and then we're happy to structure between interest and fees, however however you want it. Um, and it's it's really just about you know creating a sustainable growth model with partners like you, where we're helping each other to grow over the long term. Sure. And I think, you know, that that underpins the sort of longer term objective of, of really being that development lender of choice. Well, I mean, you know, we, we've worked together for some time now, uh, and Ark & Co have certainly embraced uh, you guys and your proposition. Um, and one thing that does stand out is your flexibility. Um, and essentially, when it comes to looking at the difference between your product and the rest of the market, there are some key uh, points of note, um, such as, you know, your, your approach to personal guarantees, um, the IRR modelling. Um, I mean, what's the thinking behind this? I suppose the... The key thing underpinning this is we just want to make every deal work. You know, every deal that you bring to us is is important to you, your client, and it's important to us. And we would love to fund every deal that we're shown. Um, equally, you know, where we can't, we'll be quick to make that decision, um, you know, so that everyone can move on with life. Um, but, in, you know, in terms of the flexibility, I think... Yeah, we're an asset-based lender. So the important thing to us is that you've got the right team on there um, that can actually build the project um, and that they're building the right product in the right area. So with those mitigants in place, we see two key risks, which is cost and value, which you cover through your diligence. As I say, you're, you're, you're mitigated um, by those two points. So outside of that, we're quite relaxed about various things. So to take the PG point, we'll only take a PG if, if we see a particular risk there um, that that makes us think that we, you know, we may need to to call on that if we're, you know, if we're if we're funding a slightly marginal deal, shall we say, where we're stretching every single parameter possible, and sure. there's a risk that there be a, an equity injection in future. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, then we may go, okay, well, we'll take a PG, we can see you have the assets and liabilities, but rather than forcing the borrower to sort of raise equity now, you know, we'll take that flexible approach, knowing there's that comfort in the background for the mm. future. Um, and again, on the pricing, um, you know, we, as I said before, we share our, our, our yield hurdles with you, how, how you want that structured. Again, we're relaxed about because it's just, it's all income to us. Yeah. Um, so if you want fees a different way, and, and we often find that people ask us to, to put the same fee structure in that another lender's done so that you can easily compare the rates. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's something where we're, we're happy to do all, all, all day long. Yeah, I mean, what I've found recently on a couple of deals that you've kindly priced up for me, um, 
away from the actual IRRs and the, the cost of finance, the return on equity was much higher in comparison to an alternative offer, um, which uh, you know the client and I discussed. And I think, we're, we're, I think we've done the application now and we're going ahead with it with you guys. So, so what, what, what really stood out for me on that one was, um, although you were priced uh, slightly higher than the competitor, um, the return on equity was significantly more uh, because of the day one input. Um, and that kind of corresponds with your no-nonsense approach to the products that you've got, you know, which are black and white. It's a bridge or it's a, a development facility. And, and you know, I, I, it's quite refreshing to hear that you're an asset-based lender rather than, you know, looking at things that perhaps aren't, you know, attributable to the actual deal itself. Um, so, you know, go, going forward in regards to uh, timings and avoiding unexpected delay delays as, as part of the application process for the client, I mean, how, how do you guys, uh, how do you guys, how does your process work? Do you want to talk us through um, when an application comes in? Um, obviously, from a broking side, the client wants everything yesterday. Um, and, you know, my understanding is you, you guys are pretty swift in, in how you get to your conclusions and, and move forward to instructing professionals. Do you want to talk us through the process? Yeah, yeah, I will do. So just, just from the start, um, but you'll be familiar with our portal-generated terms. So, um, and this, you know, this is part part of the, the streamlining of life is that our BDMs can generate terms within minutes, if not seconds, based on some quite high-level um, data on the project. Um, those terms have have been effectively credit-approved, subject to to valuation and QS and legal reviews. Um, so that enables the BDMs to put those terms out with some confidence, and hopefully, you you take that confidence that. Um, as long as the numbers stack up through the underwriting process, that deal will be funded. Um, so that, that's the first stage in the process. Um, once, once we receive an application form, I'll assign it to a credit analyst. Um, and one of the key things that they will undertake up front is um, they will do cost, cost and value benchmarking. So they'll, they'll look at some, some comparable transactions in the market. Um, they'll look at BCIS data versus what the... Um, clients' assumptions are, and we'll feed back instantly. So if we, if we think there's high deal risk there, we'll, we'll come back to you, you know, same day, just to let you know and, and for your clients to consider if they actually want to, you know, incur the valuation fees or revisit. Um, you know, we'll also look at the profit on cost there, which, I mean, all developers are mindful of that. So mm. um, we're sure they're doing that. So that's our sort of first level credit analysis equally at that stage if there's anything a bit quirky about the deal or unusual which you know there often is um you know the analyst will pick pick that up at that stage so we can discuss how we're going to approach it um the next stage is obviously to move on to instructing valuation etc um, just in terms of, of timelines you know we we have a, a, a good panel of, of valuers and um, QS firms and lawyers who worked a very tight SLAs for us, and we hold them to them. Um, so we'll get fee quotes out very, very quickly within 24 hours generally. Um, you know, the, we have people on our panel that have been selected because they're, they're quick and they deliver a good service. So, you know, as soon as your clients confirm they want to go ahead, we'll get the site visit booked in as soon as possible. Um, valuations will come back within five to ten days depending on complexity um, some of them are a little bit quicker um, and what we take a sort of parallel approach in our underwriting process so you know we we would always recommend that 
all, th all third parties have instructed at once to keep the timeline as short as possible so you can have the value of QS and legals all running. Um, and then the credit analysts will be doing their work in the background. So while they're waiting for a valuation report, they'll undertake their, their detailed comparable analysis and they'll complete that that section of our credit paper. So that's done at that stage. Mm -hmm. We then take, you know, exactly the same thing during the QS cost appraisal. So, you know, they're doing the work, they're finalizing our credit model, issuing final terms if there need to be any amendments. And again, that section of the credit paper is done. So it's all these sort of bite-sized pieces of work that mean actually once you get into that advanced legal process, um, you know, the underwriting work is done. It's not someone then kind of picking up a file and starting from scratch, which yes. I have experienced in some other places I've worked. Um, but the idea is, you know, we're always working, doing our work at the same time the third parties are. So they come together, you know, we can finalise something, move on to the next bit. Um, and that does enable us to, um, you know, to complete an underwriting deal in, in much shorter timeframes. Um, typically, it will be the legal process that dictates the end date. Um, so we do find that, you know, development loans can take sort of four to six weeks at a pace. Um, but equally, you know, if, if there's issues to be resolved, it can, it can take longer. But generally, we're just moving as quickly as the lawyers can. So we'll, you know, they'll never overtake us. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make sure our work's done and that, we, you know, we hold people to account on, the, on their deliverables. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, becoming a bit of a trend to have all professionals instructed at the same time, given the, the sort of time constraints at the back end, sometimes that the legal work, as you quite rightly pointed yes. out, has, uh, has got. Um, I mean, so once, presumably once you've committed uh, to terms, um, you expect that money out the door. What's the sort of um, percentage of, of fallouts, if you like, in that process of, of getting the initial terms and, and actually drawing down the funds. From what I understand, it's pretty high, uh, given my understanding of how you guys work and, and the simplicity of your products. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it, it is high. I mean, in terms of just issuing those headline terms, we get quite a lot of inquiries. Um, so the, the, the sort of conversion rate from that level um, will be a bit lower. But in terms of when someone's, once someone's actually committed and said, yes, we'd like to go with you, um, I'd say our conversion rate is probably 80%. Um, it tends to be only something falls away, you know, if a material issue comes out later in the process. Um, I, don't, I don't feel that we ever really lose a deal um, it's more that the deal is unlikely to happen once once we've had that level of commitment. I see, I see. And from a sort of reverse perspective, um, you've kindly spoken about how uh, you, your process works and how the in-house team's always working to get the deal over the line. As someone who's worked with you uh, many times in Arkenco, have obviously engaged with Propfin uh, quite prominently over the last few years, how do you find the broker uh, can simplify that process or the broker can speed that process up or, in fact, add value uh, to the process um, as, as expected? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we obviously work with a number of brokers. Um, we try to limit it, um, you know, understandably, so that we're working with a small number of key partners. And, and I think that's, you know, that's the key thing we've found with Arkenco. 
um, is that you do operate very much in a partnership way. You know, we, we, we feel like it's one team, Ark and Propfin, um, you know, basically helping the client to get the deal over the line. So I think, you know, the open and honest communications, I know I've said that quite a few times, but you know, we, we need that. We need to be able to call you up and say, look, this is how it is. Mm. Here are our ideas. What, you know, what do you think? Can you help the client to get here? Um, and I think it's that, you know, that collaborative approach, working with us, not against us, um, for us, you know, both to get the client over the line, um, you know, being around post-completion to help the client if you need to step in, in terms of they're getting into any difficulties during the project, um, you know, and also have, you know, having half an eye on, on exit for them and, and, and helping them, helping them there. Cause I, you know, we, we look at it very much as a as a life cycle thing. You know, you you bring an introduction to us, you you help them on the way in. You're there in the background if they need you throughout, and then you're helping them on the way out as well, um, because that you know that's that's the kind of one team approach that we're you know we like to work with 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 all our sort of core brokers. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd underline that actually. I mean, we uh, we have an in-house due diligence process, which which we go through um, quite rigorously. Um, and then when we send you the emails, normally they're quite detailed, so you can get an understanding of the scheme initially uh, and come back to us with some initial terms. And if you like it, uh, then we're always going to partner with 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 you guys because because at Arc we see you as the client as much as the client being the client because obviously, you know whether the deal happens or not there's going to, always going to be another one uh, that we're going to need to work with you on um, and it's encouraging to have a partner such as yourself um, so close to be able to pick the phone up uh, and talk about the intrinsic detail of uh, of the transactions that we'd like to do that is another very good point matthew in terms of the quality of information that we do receive from you obviously save saves us time frontline we we know you're not going to be bringing deals to us that you haven't researched properly um, and that just makes life easier for all of us, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I can safely say that from, let's say, 10 inquiries that land on my desk, probably only two get to the lender's desk because of the diligence that we like to, to apply to that. And I think, I think there's, there's a lot of credit there that's overlooked and perhaps unnoticed, uh, the, the amount of work that a lot of brokers actually do um, on in-house uh, in order to, A, uh, be effective when, when the transaction comes across to you guys, uh, and, and B, you know, ensure that the clients um, are looking for what they're actually looking for. So, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Thanks very much. Very welcome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going forward uh, to, uh, you know, next five years, what does, what does it look like for Propfin? Where would you like to be? Uh, and how will the proposition change in your view? Yeah. So in the, in the short term, like just to give you a flavour of, sort of Propfin's book at the moment, um, we've lent around 200 million over the last three years um, and the book's running steadily at about 100 million. Um, so we're looking to grow that side of the business to around 250 over the next three to six months. So we've, we've got those funding lines in place and that, that's very much the sort of core deals that deal size that we look at now you know which for the benefit of the listeners is, is where's your sweet spot so sweet spot sort of two to five million okay um and it's just residential is it or all pure residential okay. yeah, yeah yeah um mix you know mix, mixed use is fine but mm. we're you know 
residential development is is where our experience is and, and where our focus ground is. Ground up, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely everything. Um, we we look at part built schemes, as you know. Yep. So that's you know not all lenders would want to step in there, but of course we have that in house construction expertise in one of our directors that that helps us. Um, take a take a view on those sites um so that that's a sort of core part of propfin that will we will keep running at that kind of level um we're now looking at putting additional funds onto that to look at larger loans so we'd be looking at you know the 10 million plus albeit we we, we occasionally write loans at that level anyway and will you approach that in a different way perhaps or do you feel I've, that the same philosophy will apply yeah, I, I think the same philosophy. I think the only difference will be, um, you know, the level of diligence we, we do will will need to be uh, more detailed in certain cases. Um, we'll probably, we'll introduce different people to our panel that, that specialise more in those larger schemes. But I would never want to lose, you know, the PropFin philosophy because that's what's got us to where we are today. And we would, you know, want to apply all those same principles Again, putting it simplistically in propfin terms, it's it's just scaling up. It's you know it's the same principles, but in terms of um, looking at your your cost and value risk and your construction risk, just on a larger scale, sure. um, and potentially with you know different types of borrowers because they they, they may be more active and um, and more experienced. But ultimately, all those principles are the same. Yeah, and if you yeah. uh, if you can retain the identity. I'm sure it'll be a, a, a successful uplift. And uh, well, that's, that's good to know. We look forward to, uh, to watching Propfin grow and working very closely together with, uh, with you guys. And, uh, and I've got to thank you for your time today on, uh, on our podcast. Thank you very much, Matthew. And I'll, uh, I'll see you very soon. Will do. Take care.